Yo, the Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 100 and a quarter, all up in your motherfucking ass. Hit him with that theme music. Sick podcast, all up in your ass. The 125th episode. You're playing with fire on this one, homies. I, your, your homie is sky high, sky high, high as a bird's ass right now. Zipped up, had the delivery dudes roll through yesterday. Uh, one day I'm gonna get one of them to smoke. Uh, ne- never, never been able to quite persuade them. Every time I, I, I the homie comes over with, the, I feel like I, I gotta. Back in the day when you used to actually have to uh, go and call your connect and shit, like he would come over. The crazy thing was is it would take you forever, right? It would take you forever to actually uh, hook up. Sometimes you would go all day. You'd make phone calls to a homie who knew a homie who knew a homie. And then you'd finally hook up a sack and the delivery dude would meet you wherever in a parking lot somewhere, come over to your pad sometimes to your work on your break and, sh- and such. You'd feel like obligated. You actually smoked them out. When they came, so not only did you give them money, but then you smoked them out too. It was like the customary thing to do. So like these dudes got to like hit some of their 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 own shit. You know, they came all the way from wherever you know down the street um, to meet you to give you this weed. There was like they were doing this ultimate favor for you. I remember how grateful a motherfucker would be when the connect would come through because it was it was a fucking miracle back in the day, homies. It was a, a goddamn miracle. To actually get a sack. A bud sack. You can get these nuts anytime you motherfucking want them. You can get this sack whenever you want it. But a bud sack back in the day, homies? That thing, that was hard. Go back to your OG uh, uh, smokers, all you youngsters. All you, uh, are they even millennials anymore? I don't know. All you youngsters that just, you know, you go on weed maps. Look at them, like me. Just make a phone call. I, I don't even talk to them no more. I just text message them. And they come through with the weed. Ask, ask your pappy, ask your mammy, your tio, your abuela, they'll tell you it was a struggle back in the day. And this shit is still, I still uh, uh, gotta pinch myself every time, uh, 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 every time the delivery man comes over, I'm pinching myself, they're looking at me like I'm fucking weird. 
I just tell him I can't believe this shit. I cannot believe this shit. As little as like 2008, when me and the homies all lived together, me and the homie Rico, the homie T-Lamb, uh, Spencer, he's somewhere around. Uh, those, those were like the days. You, uh, we, uh, the homie would, was growing all kinds of herbs uh, in the backyard. I mean, we had like 100 plants in our backyard. In Encinitas, California, La Costa area, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Sandy, Sandy, uh, Lego of my motherfucking ego, you bitch. We were doing it dirty back there, man. Um, but before that, just before that, it was like the, the you know, the struggle. You call the homie, nah, I'm dry, man. man. So you call up your connect, and he'd give you his connect. And then you'd have to be like, yo, homie sent me. And then they'd be all suspicious of you. And then you'd be all suspicious of them when you went to actually meet them. I mean, sometimes you're meeting them uh, some fucking scary-ass, like, neighborhoods and shit. You never even met this guy, and you're going to go by. At the time, was considered drugs. And I, I slung. I used, to, I used to slang for a while. A little bit from, uh, I used to sell timeshares. I used to rip people off for a living. Uh, and, and my boss, man, this motherfucker. I'm on a goddamn tangent right now, but I'm rolling with it. My boss was, uh, his name was Fig. He was this little short, stout dude with like a, a welded neck and arms. He was a five-time arm wrestling world champion. You remember the movie Over the Top with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Not Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. And he's driving the truck. He's a trucker, and he, and he does those arm wrestling competitions. Over the top was this motherfucker's actual move. He's the one that taught it to Sylvester Stallone and was on the—he the, the, uh, he had pictures. I've seen pictures. He, this dude, uh, Fig, he had—he'd bring me into his office, and he'd, he'd pull out these huge photo albums on the set of that movie. Because he knows this, this, his story sounds like outlandish. Nobody's going to believe this shit, but he, he had everything. He had—, he had uh, documentation, homies, all kinds of documentation, um, and, uh, his arms were, uh, later on, they were, they were fused, like, at, at his elbows, he had such, his arms, his elbows were so fucked up, they had to fuse them with, like, metal plates and shit, and for a long time, he used to go to, like, uh, you know, bars and shit, and win money off of people, get free drinks and shit, because you could literally, it was impossible to bend his arm backwards, because it was, like, welded, welded shut, motherfuckers, you could hang your whole body on it, it ain't going nowhere, so we'd win every fucking time, lest I digress, this motherfucker was a huge pothead. I'd literally be sitting, if you've never been to a timeshare uh, sales, uh, watch the South Park episode. There's a classic. It's exactly like that, homies. You sit at this table with, with another you know, couple or whoever's there, and, and you sit there and, and show them a little brochure and some books, and you try to sell them this fucking, they can have a week at this, this beautiful place in, in, in Aruba or wherever the fuck. Uh, we had one in like Vegas and shit. I'd be in the middle of these presentations with these people, and, and, and this dude Fig would be waving at me in the background behind them and shit. So I'd like excuse myself, and he's like, let's go smoke bowls. Like, homie, I'm in the middle of some shit. I'm literally just working, and you're the boss, and he's telling me to go smoke. So we'd roll out to his Benz AMG uh, uh, fucking $150,000 ride this motherfucker had out there. He'd pull out the four-foot fucking bong, and we'd rip mad trees out there. And I'd go back. These people would just be sitting there like some dumb shits. And I go back to my little, uh, my, my little soliloquy, whatever the fuck I have for him. Uh, ABCs, motherfucker. Always be closing. Always be closing these motherfuckers. I come high as a motherfucker and slang them some bullshit in the middle of bullshit nowhere. But anyways, this motherfucker started getting some weed from Oregon, right? So this dude started getting um, this crazy-ass outdoor weed. It looked like, it looked like uh, 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 
like uh, Sahara, like uh, Sahara grass, uh, like 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 uh, like in Africa. You know what I'm talking about? The Sahara, that long grass that you see on like like uh, you know, uh, fuck. On like National Geographics and shit, you know what I'm talking about, where the fucking uh, the lions and shit hide underneath it. You know what I'm talking about? It, that that kind of grass. This, it, this dude would get this shit, and it would look like that, and you'd have to like pull like a ton of it away to actually find the buds. But inside, it was like this fucking golden uh, little nugget of goodness in this bitch. It, 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 it shined like a diamond on some Rihanna shit. These motherfuckers would be like little pearls inside of all this this crazy ass grass shit, right? And this shit was the dankest shit ever. Anyways, the point of that was is that I started slanging that shit for this dude. And he'd be bringing this shit over to work like a fucking couple pounds of it. You know, not, not huge, huge shit. But he'd have like five, six pounds of this shit in his car. Uh, you know, in, in between work on break and shit, we'd go back out there and he'd be handing me fucking pounds of weed. And me and the homie would go back and we always had scales on us. Well, we, I mean, for a while, but I was smoking all the profit, homies. I didn't make a fucking dollar on this dude for like a solid year because I was just smoking free. Which in a sense was saving me money. I was high all the time. I stay, I smoke that good shit. I stay high all the time on some 50 cent shit. But the whole point of this was is that uh, it's come a long ways. This, this fool came over, give me the butt, and I keep trying to, I, I feel this certain type of way that I, I owe them. Like I should be smoking them out for doing me such a, a, a crazy favor as bringing weed to my goddamn doorstep. You know, and, and, and they all, oh, sorry, I can't, you know, kind of shit. I'm going to break them down. But I remember back, the first time I ever got delivery was in 2008. Me and the homie uh, Rico and T-Land, we called this dude. And that's when we lived in, in like, the Carlsbad, La Costa, Encinitas area around there in, 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 in Dago Beach, California. And they came, this dude came through with, like, a little suitcase. And, no, you know what? I was living in Claremont at the time. I've been all over. My bad. This was a couple years later. This was probably, like, 2000. 11-ish, actually, a few years later, um, because y you didn't have delivery back then. It, dispensaries were, were being shut down, if you remember. They were being raided, uh, all sorts of crazy shit back then. That, that was only 10 years ago. And this dude would come through like a, like, like a fucking scientist. He'd open up his little, uh, his little briefcase like it was a million dollars in there, and he'd have like little jars of all kinds of fucking weed, and you could take out the weed and look at it, smell it, rub it all over your motherfucking self, and then choose which one you wanted. And that was like the first time I ever got delivery. Now that's pretty much all. If you have a, uh, in order to have delivery in California, just in case y'all were wondering. Uh, I don't know if it's the same. I'm pretty sure it is. I haven't heard differently. Um, you have to have a recreate, you have to have a medical card to get delivery service. There's only actually a few, a couple. There was three last time I knew actual full-scale recreational weed uh, dispensaries that could sell you weed without a medical card. Uh, you got to have a medical card for delivery. At least you had to. I don't know. Now, I literally bought one in 2017 and haven't renewed it since. These motherfuckers never asked me for it. They asked me for it the first time I called them. I've been using the same homies ever since, and they've never asked me for the re-up. It's only like 49 bucks anyway, so if they ever did, it would take you. it literally takes 10 minutes to get a medical card. It costs $49, and that's it. You go on there, you say, my back hurts, you answer a little survey online, and then 10 minutes later, you get the fucking thing. Uh, you get a, a, a email with your little number and shit, and then like a week later, you get a little hard copy in the mail. And it's, it's legit. It's officially official. So, 
that's all I'm saying is this, uh, your homie is high. You see that? I just went 12 minutes about how fucking stoned I am. It took me all over the place. It took me down uh, uh, a nostalgic little road. Just remembering the struggle. That's some struggle shit right there. You, you ask some old school smokers, they'll fucking tell you. They'll fucking tell you. Um, anyways, what do we want to get into first? I mean, we got, we got plenty of fight talk tonight. Or today. It's not tonight. It's like in the middle of the fucking day. I'm just, I'm just starting to feel sleepy, so it, it feels like nighttime. Uh, we, had the, we had the Super Bowl, homies. We had the Super Bowl, and then we had this motherfucker, uh, Tom Brady, showing ass with his ass nap in. This motherfucker didn't even bother to take his ass nap out before he started showing ass at the, at the little parade and shit. You see this dude? This dude was wild and howling at the moon. You ever think you'd see Tom Brady, chest naked, howling at the motherfucking moon? Like, this dude was out here throwing the, throwing the trophy around like it wasn't shit. It ain't shit. Homie's got seven of them. You think he gives a fuck about that one he's throwing on a goddamn boat in, in, in Tampa Bay? I'd jump in and get that shit. If that shit fell in there and I was, uh, you know, on the sidelines watching and shit, who the fuck? You got to be a weird dude. Even if the Cowboys won a goddamn Super Bowl, I wouldn't go to the goddamn parade. That's just, like, parades are like the, the corniest shit. To me, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. It's just an opinion, homies. It's just an opinion. Don't get all fucking triggered or anything. I'm just saying, like, they just seem corny to me. Like, they, that's the, like, doofus shit, dweeby shit. I, I, I don't know. I get those dweeby skeevies, you know, thinking about parades, tossing batons and shit is what I think of. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be there, but if I was, I would dive in that bitch if, if, if homie dropped the, you know, the, the Lombardi trophy. I ain't giving it back. I'll hold my breath all the way to the other side and try to make a clean getaway like I escaped from Alcatraz or some shit. You know what I mean? This, this dude, uh, Tom Brady, was fucked up. He, he was looking like your Betty coming out the club, homies. He, 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 he had to be dragged. He looked like females being taken out the club who had too much to drink. Vomit all down their shirts and shit. Sandals filled with, with, with fucking puke. This dude was wobbled. Like he he had he had handlers putting hands on him, handling him. He had handlers actually having to handle handle him. <laughs> uh, this motherfucker had handlers handling him, like physically, bodily, however the fuck you want to say it. This dude was so zipped up. I'm so zipped up. And that 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 looked like Rita's. Looked like homie was slipping on. I used to get super high off of uh, drunk off of them uh, Bud Light Rita's. You know what I'm talking about? The margarita shits. They have all, all, the, all those kinds of flavors and shit. I used to get tall boys of those. Tall boys and smash like two of them and be annihilated. That's how I would look. Stumbling out my room and shit. I'd just be drinking alone in my room. I'd be stumbling out my room fucking drunk off of Rita's looking like Tom Brady after he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. How you, what you know about that? Good for him, man. You never seen him act like that after a Super Bowl. With the Patriots, and I, I get it. it. It's fucking minus, you know, twelve degrees, uh, winning one in, in, in New England right now. But still, I mean, and in Florida. I mean, these motherfuckers don't give a shit. Talk about some people who did not ever buy into that COVID shit, man. These these motherfuckers out there ain't none of them wearing masks. They ain't buying into that shit. It's the land, truly, the land of the free in Florida. And I used to live in Florida. I used to live in Jacksonville way when I was younger, way younger. I remember some of that shit, though. I lived on a little lake. They had little alligators and shit in there. And there'd be like fucking... It'd be like a sunny-ass day. Not a cloud in the sky. 
by 5 p.m. there's like a fucking hurricane rolling through. No shit. It would change all crazy. It'd be like hot, steamy rain, swampy. You talk about swamp ass. That's where that shit started. The Everglades, homie. In, in Florida, the origination of, of, of swamp ass. Uh, but Tom Brady out there, he did it again. And this shit wasn't even close. Patrick Mahomes looked like a fucking, a, a, a fucking super dweeb out there with a fucking cape on. This dude, I, what happened to him? What happened to this dude? They're like, oh, he was under pressure and all this shit. Homies, this dude like just got like scared. He got like frazzled. You ever played that old school Tecmo Super Bowl on Nintendo? You used to hike the ball and you'd hold the back button and just keep backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. And you let your little guy get down the field as far as you could. You just see the little arrow at the top of the screen and then you'd like just count to like 10 and then you'd hit the little A or B button and he would throw it all the way down the field. That's what this dude was doing. He was just hitting the back button. His little joystick was fucking broken. He was just going back, 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 back. No matter what, whether he was getting pressured or not, he was just like dropping back like 30 yards. Homie was, homie got the vapors out there. Homie got scared. I didn't know what the fuck this guy was doing. And people, his, his homies were out there dropping balls left and right. He, This dude would turn a... a, a a regular play into like some Cirque du Soleil uh, little circus act, you know, throwing while he's diving like a stuntman in Hollywood and it will go through homie's hands. I, I don't know what the fuck was happening. It, it, it was just an ass-eating extraordinaire uh, performance by Tom Brady out there. I mean, he didn't have to do much, but they put it on him, man. They fucking put him on him. These motherfuckers have been, uh, the Chiefs have been talking about dynasty this, dynasty that. Homies. Every year, who's going to learn? Who's going to learn? Every year, the team who wins, it starts talking about dying. You remember the Eagles were saying that shit? These dumb motherfucking Eagles. The fu- Where are they at now? Where are they at now? I know my D-boys, we, we're fucked. We're figgity fucked. Dak may not be back. We're playing hardball with this dude. This dude's asking for over 40 mil. Jerry's like, I don't know, man, 40 million, homie, you ain't Rogers, homie, you ain't Mahomes, we can't pay you like Mahomes, but we want to pay you, so I don't know what's going to happen there, they could franchise him again, but if they do that, they can't next year, and he's going to walk away, and I, I, I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, you know, this season's going to be, he, he, I mean, come on, he's coming off a devastating injury. It's going to be at least a year until he's himself. I'm not expecting him to come back and look like he was. Not right away. But who knows? He's better than, I, they, were, they were throwing out, you know, these conspiracy theories of, of, of uh, you know, maybe Russell Wilson coming to the Cowboys. Fuck all that. I'd rather have Dak, to be honest with you. I ain't wild in. That dude, uh, Russell Wilson, he hits that halfway mark of the season every year, and he goes, he just turns straight trash. That Ciara be doing some shit to him. I don't know if it's like the holiday season and they get into some wild ass shit. They just that that time of year to get all freaky. Maybe he gets pegged or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on behind those those doors. I'm just saying something's going on behind those doors because halfway through the season he he just turns into dog shit. Stepped in, like everybody was talking about. Like he's the final finally. Russ, Russ Wilson is going to not only win it, he's going to get his first MVP vote. And he's going to win it this year. And then nah, hit the brakes on that shit. They're saying Ciara wants out of, uh, doesn't want to live in Seattle anymore. So now he's kind of like trying to force some way out. He's the next dude to try to force his way out. 
some wild shit going on with the NFL. But, you know, the Super Bowl was what it was. Um, the weird thing about when you have Mahomes out there and, and the Chiefs, I mean, literally, with five minutes left, it was like, what, it was 31 to 9? With five minutes left, I'm like, I don't know, man. I think this guy can still do it. No matter what, until that shit hits zero, you think that that dude, uh, Mahomes, can do it, can bring him back. That's the kind of, like, aura that motherfucker has. That's that, that's that Rodgers shit. I, I feel the same way. I've seen Rodgers do it to me so many times. You know what I'm talking about? He, he, he be putting me, how many times has Aaron Rodgers changed, my, personally, changed my motherfucking diapers, put me up on that, that koala station, patted my, uh, powdered my little buns, and, and changed my motherfucking diaper many times. He did it in person, live, AT&T Stadium, put me up on that koala station. And there's only two in the whole entire AT&T Stadium, homies. Long-ass lines. He skipped right to the front, put me up on that shit, powdered me up, sent me on my way. Dry as a motherfucking daisy, too. So I don't know what's going to happen. If Jerry, you know, he's playing, he's playing hardball over here. Uh, I, 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 what's our option? Danny Bonaducci, the motherfucker that started that one game for us, Ben, Ben Danucci, whatever fuck his name was, <clears throat> that other dude, Gilbert, you know, Double G, I forget, Gilbert Godfrey, I can't remember what the fuck his name was, Gilbert Grape, he was somebody, Gilbert something or other, is that who we're gonna roll with, because I don't think, I, I mean, we could roll with the, with, 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 with Red Rocket, but I, listen, we, he did, he had some decent games, he had some decent games, he had some terrible games. Uh, he's not the answer, and he's gonna want to start. And I mean, I guess we'd have no other option. We're gonna we're gonna pick uh, Andy Dalton over Dak Prescott. That's some moron shit. That's some that's some straight moron shit. Jerry Jones uh, uh, snip, uh, sipping on that uh, moron latte right now. You know what I'm talking about? That that fucking uh, spring uh, uh, Starbucks seasonal drink. The moron latte. Go get you some, homies. So fuck it. I'm just, I'm just glad, you know, season's over. I can officially now begin to say, once again, the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yep. Might as well get it out of the way early. You know it's fucking coming. Let's get it out of the way. It's still February. Less than a week after the Super Bowl. I think the D-Boys are going to win the motherfucking Super Bowl next year. Get Dak back. Even a half a deck is better than what the fuck we had last year. We get our offensive line back. We get our starting uh, uh, tight end back. Make a couple draft moves. Get ourselves a safety. Get ourselves some, some fucking linebackers because Jalen Smith is out there getting his shit pushed in way back. Leighton Van Der Esch is on that, 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 that fucking... Uh, he hasn't looked great either. So we need some depth at the linebacker position. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be just fine. Don't be worrying about us. I know you've been watching my Pelicans closely. Won four in a row. Got to 11 and 12. We were 7 and 12 just a couple days ago. Then we were 11 and 12. We lost to the Bulls a couple nights ago. So we're 11 and 13. We're right back in the mix, though, motherfuckers. We're right back in the mix. We're literally two wins out of the four seed. Think about that shit. Two wins away in the win column away from the four seed. We all right. We can get a dub tonight. I think we play the Mavericks. We're going to be right back in this bitch. If we can get to 13 and 13, we can get to 500. It's a Rizzy. It's a wrap. 
It's a wrap. We in the playoffs, and, and I, you know what? I specifically, I want that seventh seed. Do you know why I want that seventh seed? Because I want to play the Bakers. I want to pe- play the L.A. Bakers in that, for, in that first round because they get in that two seed. They, they, uh, the Jazz, they on some other shit right now, but they're, they're just a full-on regular season team. I ain't buying them. We just window shopping on the motherfucking Utah Jazz. We ain't buying it, homies. Keep that shit moving. Uh, uh, we, we passed our credit limit. We ain't buying that shit. Uh, so I think the Lakers take the second seed. They would have to play the seventh seed. Let it be us. Let us fuck around. Let us get that seventh seed. That's who we want. We, we like Conor McGregor out here calling our motherfucking shots. Win, lose, draw, don't matter. We in control of our own motherfucking destiny. We want to knock them, them bakers out. We're going to knock them bakers out in the first round. Trust me on that. You say, well, Gecko, I've, I've trusted you before and you've led me astray. This is that time. This is that time. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about that shit. You can't be holding shit against me uh, forever. Pelicans, we, we, we coming up. Zion's starting to look like a motherfucker. He's been looking like a motherfucker. B.I., we just need, you know, B.I.'s got to be a little more uh, uh, pass-friendly down the stretch in close games. And we got to stop turning the ball over. Then we're going to be all right. So the NBA's popping. The Nets look like dog shit, even even when they got like one of the best teams on paper that you've ever seen. Um, it takes more than just that's a weird, weird. Can you imagine that that shit? Uh, a weird dynamic, a weird uh, duo. Kyrie Irving's got to be like that's the Kanye West of the NBA right there. Just just fucking fucking Sunday service out there shit. This dude's out there with it with his uh, his powder. Uh, what was it? Incense and shit before the game. I mean, this dude, he's bizarre, homies. He's bizarre. Anybody who believes the the the, the earth is flat, uh, with the exception of Eddie Bravo, maybe, uh, you, you got to keep your eye on him. And then you got this dude, uh, you know, James Harden, who was looking like a, 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 fucking, a fucking Twinkie when he was with the Rockets. I mean, he looked like dog shit out there. He wasn't even trying. He, he was like everything you don't want, you want to teach your kids not to be. Uh, when you're getting paid millions, tens of millions of dollars, don't be this fucking guy. Just fucking hot dogging it down there, fucking you know, fifty pounds overweight and shit. He goes over the net, starts dropping buckets, you know, like instantly. Just turns on the fucking, turns on the PlayStation Five and starts breaking motherfuckers off. KD's still the baddest motherfucker on that team. Uh, that dynamic though, that 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 trio of, of egos and, and personalities, weird personalities. I don't know how that. I mean, everybody else, like, okay, you got those three guys, but. Everybody else has got to be on board with that shit. And I bet they're all fucking weirded out. I bet that locker room is fucking weird. I would love to be in there. I'd be stirring up some shit. But, uh, yeah, uh, the, you know, it's, it's NBA season. And, you know, April, we got the March Madness coming up. So didn't have it last year. So well, I'm, I'm all for that shit. And, and let me save this shit. Actually, let me, let me save this shit. I got to remember because sometimes this shit just, you know, quits on me. Anyways. We got fight night, homies. We got a major fight night uh, coming on this weekend. We, dude, 2021 has, has bangers. Nothing but bangers. We've had four cards, four cards in, in 2021. They've all been bangers. And one of the best ones had the worst main event, which was Chiesa versus Neil Magny. That, that fucking... Okay, okay. I lost y'all for a minute. I hit, the, I hit the mute button. I was talking for like five minutes. Anyways, Neil, uh, the Neil Magny uh, Chiesa card had, like, one of the best cards. It had the weakest uh, main event, really, but it had, had a dope card top to bottom. 
And, um, you know, people, big upsets this year already, huge upsets, especially when it comes to just straight odds. Uh, you know, people getting dead it. Speaking of dead it, Frankie Edgar, this motherfucker. Did y'all see that shit? Sanhagen versus, uh, uh, did I pick this? I don't remember if I put this card on wax um, on the cast. I can't remember if I did or not, but I did pick Corey Sanhagen. I didn't know it was going to go like this. Uh, homie got knocked out with a flying knee like you could iron on him. He was stiff as a motherfucker. He was the definition of stiff as a board, Frankie Edgar. He got hit with a flying knee like ducked right into it. Uh, you could iron on that motherfucker. You, you could get a couple boxes, prop him up on top of it, eat dinner off him. This motherfucker w- was stiff as my dick used to be, homies. This dude was, was fucking done. Like a fucking YMCA diving board shit. It was kind of scary. Like, this dude, Sanhagen, is, is on some other shit. He's got to be fighting for the title next. But Frankie talking about he's going to come back. He's 39 years old. Listen, he, he had a great fight just before that um, last summer against uh, Pedro Munoz. I thought Munoz won that fight, but it was a highly competitive fight. Frankie Edgar looked excellent. He had his hand speed back. He's just, he can't get takedowns anymore. Um... And and he has he has a big hole up the middle. My God, this dude's getting knocked out with uppercuts. This dude's getting knocked out with knees. He just ducks right into these shots with the way he like likes to shoot his takedowns. You know, knee taps, single leg entries, shit like that. He always kind of has the same movement, and he likes to shoot it off of his right hand. Uh, and people are seeing that, and they're coming up the middle. Those up the middle strikes have, have been number one. I mean, you go back to Gray Maynard. He was taking advantage of that shit up the middle with uppercuts. That's been like his Achilles heel, his entire fucking career. Frankie Edgar, up the middle shots. You got to be doing those soccer punt, you know, snap kicks to his face, flying knees, all that shit. Um, that was brutal. Um, Overeem's done. I thought, I thought, honestly, I thought this would be the last fight he would be able to win. Because if he won this, he was going to get like, like a title eliminator type of fight. And I didn't think he was going to go there. But I thought he could get the takedowns. I... I don't know what the fuck uh, Overeem was out there doing. He literally just went out there and decided to just cover up. And, and he, it was the Homer Simpson approach. If you've ever seen the, uh, the what's his name, Dredderick Tatum versus Homer Simpson. Remember when Homer's fighting all the boxcar willies and boxcar freds and shit? He's on the boxcar boxing circuit. And he just lets these fools punch him in the face until they get tired after like half a day. And then he just pushes them over and win. That's exactly what this fool Overeem was on. He was just letting these dudes punch him and punch him and punch him, these dudes. This one dude, uh, Alexander Volkov. Volkov's good. And my, and my head told me, man, my head told me, like, Volkov's going to smoke him, but I went with my heart because I, I love the ream. He's been around so far. This dude's been fighting in through three decades now. He was fighting in the late 90s. MMA. He has, like, 60-something, almost 70 uh, MMA fights in his career on top of all the kickboxing, professional kickboxing he's done. Glory, K1 back in the day, all that shit. But Volkov, man, this dude, if he can get his, his, uh, you know, Curtis Blaze took him down literally 14 times in their fight, in a five-round fight. That tells you two things. Uh, He has terrible takedown defense, Volkov, but he can scramble and get back up to his feet pretty well if he's getting taken down 14 times, right? You have to get up to get taken down that many times. But still, it's a huge problem, um, you know, for him. Uh, you know, Stipe could take him down. 
Uh, who, who, ah, fuck, who's a, you know, John Jones could take him down, I guess. John Jones is going to be an interesting dude. I think he should be taking one fight before the title, but I get it. You don't want to risk him actually losing, and then you lose, like, a, a big blockbuster fight between him and Ngannou or him and Stipe. You know, but Volkov versus, versus uh, John Jones, that's a tough fight for John Jones. This dude Volkov's got some crispy-ass punches, man. Power, sneaky power, long, uses it well. Uh, he's a problem. He just, he just lacks ground game. You know, but his hands, he can go with anybody. He can take a shot. He got knocked the fuck out in the last, literally last second against uh, Derek, uh, uh, Derek uh, Lewis. But he was dominating that fight. Um, so that that was a, that was a sick card. Um, Clay Guida did it again off the top of my head, trying to remember the card. Clay Guida's another fucking win. That was a war too with Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson's got still got the fast hands. He just. He just stays in that pocket and just exchanges and takes shots too, man. That, he, he just takes way too many shots. Uh, he's never been a great counterpuncher, and he, he lets people get inside on that range on him. But he's he's got damn, he's got some fast hands, and he landed some big shots on Clay Guida, and uh, Guida just like walked right through it. You know, just did what Clay Guida does, and he and Clay Guida, man, he's a tough for anybody. Maybe not. Maybe not the very tippy top of the, of the top ten. Maybe not the top five. But anybody in the top ten, like ten to five, Clay Guida's a problem for any of them. Clay Guida's a problem for Conor McGregor. I ain't bullshitting you. He's a problem for, for Tony Ferguson. He's a problem for Dos Anjos. He can take Dos Anjos down. That's been his Achilles heel his whole, his whole fucking career. That's what got his ass kicked in the, at the 170-pound division. But he was getting taken down. Watch him fight Khabib. He got taken down at will. Clay Guida can take you down. And he's odd and he bounces around. He's a problem for all those dudes. Like, you know, Conor was joking around about, you know, uh, fighting Diego Sanchez for, you know, Diego's last fight. That actually would have probably been a good idea. But you know what's better than that? Give him Clay Guida. I ain't bullshitting you. Give him Clay Guida. They're talking. They're already talking, trying to set up the, the, uh, the, the trilogy fight with Dustin. I don't. I don't see that fight going any different. You're not. He's not going to learn how to how to check that kick or avoid that that calf kick. It's not, it's just. It's still going to be there. It's going to still be a huge problem. Maybe if he goes back into his like kickboxing type of stance, maybe he has a shot. But I don't know. I'd like to see something like him versus Guida. I'd like to see him versus Tony. I think those are fights that he can win. Get him a win, and then get him back in there. You got to get that confidence back in there. You got to let him iron out those little wrinkles in his style that you know he's developed over, you know, training for boxing so often. Man, he even admitted afterwards that he was already trying to get that Pacquiao fight, so he wanted to come in, and, and he was heavy boxing. It was all boxing. His whole style, his whole his whole stance has changed for boxing since he started. I mean, he was training for a long time. He did a lot of boxing rounds for that Floyd Mayweather. He hasn't been the same since that Mayweather fight. He's only fought, what, once, I think, since then? Was, what, did he fight Khabib after that? I can't remember. But anyways, we got Usman versus Burns. Fucking banger. Um, I said back in the day that if, if Kamaru Usman was able to, to KO, I sold my soul to, uh, to Kamaru Usman. I told this motherfucker I built a little altar, a little shrine, like like Joe Boo in, in uh, Major League. You remember that shit, Joe Boo? Now fuck you, Joe Boo. And that that homie had the little uh, the little Joe Boo doll in, in in his locker, and he would pray to that shit. I had that shit for Usman when he fought uh, Kobe Covington. I I prayed that this motherfucker would knock Kobe Covington the fuck out. And not only did he do that, he broke that motherfucker's jaw. 
He had him, he had him uh, 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 front row at, at the plastic straw convention uh, uh, protest. Protest in plastic straws. He needed them little wooden straws to eat through for like six fucking months. It was a beautiful fucking thing. Cartman once blew a funny fuse. I blew a happy fuse seeing that shit, homies. A straight up happy fuse when Usman. And then he kept going to the super slow-mo. And you could actually watch the bone like snap and shit. It, it was fucking great. So Kamaru Usman, uh, um, I, I dedicated the rest of his career. I will never ever doubt him or pick against him. I won't do it here. But this is a very, very tough fight for him. I'll say this about Gilbert Burns. I not... And this, this is probably going to be famous last words. You say something and the exact opposite happens. That's probably going to happen here. But I'm not, I'm not impressed by his stand-up. I know a lot of people are, are praising his stand-up. He's got a big right hand. He throws really powerful naked kicks, he, meaning he doesn't hide them. He doesn't, he doesn't put them in combination. He just throws them by themselves. And, and they're, they're, they're big kicks. Don't, don't get me wrong. He, he barely beat Gunnar Nelson. In his 170 debut in, what, 2018 or something. That was a close fight. It came down to uh, Gilbert Burns in the last, like, minute getting a takedown. Or that, that fight was completely up in the air. Uh, and and Gunnar Nelson ain't that great. But he, he knocked out Damian Maya in, like, two minutes. But come on, it's Damian Maya. Uh, he's been knocked out like that before, and he's just a terrible striker. He's always been a terrible striker. And, and, and then he beat Tyron Woodley. And what's left of Tyron Woodley, the... the, the Empty husk that was left of Tyron Woodley, Mr. Stand Against the Cage, Back Myself Against the Cage, and Just Let You Punch Me. So I'm just saying, like, I, I've seen his stand-up. I, I've, I've watched, you know, several of his fights recently. It's one punch, comp, you know, one punch, and then, like, one twos. He's got big hooks. He's just got a lot of power. He's, he's a wrestler striking. He's a wrestling stri- uh, wrestler striking. That's what he has. It's a typical wrestler striking. You know, they're usually pretty powerful basic combinations usually pretty fast could knock you out they usually have a really strong power punch that's what burns has but that's it there's not a whole lot of movement there's not a lot of intricacy to it there's not a lot of uh uh, creativity to it you're not going to get um creative combinations or anything like that uh movement isn't there it's just straightforward straight back um is he going to take Usman down? I doubt it. I don't think Usman's... I know he hasn't been taken down in the UFC, and he's been fighting since 2014. I don't know if he's ever been taken down in his career. Now, if Burns still needs to get it to the ground, he's going to have to get it to the ground in other means, meaning maybe he's pulling guard. Uh, maybe he's, maybe Usman's you know, going to put him up against the cage and try to work takedowns. If I'm Burns, I let that happen. I concede those takedowns to him and work from my back. Now, the crazy thing about these two is that they've trained so much together. I mean, they've literally trained years together. So they know where they're going to be able to be effective. They know where they're going to want to stay away from. Uh, so who knows? I mean, Burns knows if he's going to be able to work from his back. Is, has he been able to submit, you know, Kamaru in, in, in practice over the years, you know, with any kind of regularity? Um, you know, has Usman been able to take him down? Has he been able to take Usman down? That kind of thing. And, and what we see with these these uh, really good grapplers, like when it was Covington versus Usman, these guys like just basically acknowledge a grappling wash. And just it stands up the whole time. We saw this with Mackenzie Dern versus Johnji Droba uh, late last year. Two world class, as good female jujitsu players as there is, especially in MMA. And they barely spent a second on the ground. I don't even think they ever went to the ground. 
That's what that's what I'm kind of an- anticipating here. And listen, Usman isn't the you know the 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 flashy striker himself, but this dude is long. He knows how to use it, and every time he hits you, it fucking hurts you. It's not you know his head stays on the center line. He's hittable. But when he hits you, when yeah, I mean, he got rocked against Kobe Covington, but every time he hit Kobe, you could see it spark that motherfucker, especially late in the fight. Like midway through that fight, every time he started touching Kobe. And you could say, well, his jaw was broken. True. But still, this dude looked like, you know, he, it just looked bad. He hits hard. Go back to Jorge. Jorge didn't really, Jorge gave him all he had in that first round. And he landed some shots that hand speed was there. And Usman had his moments too on the feet. He was landing big shots on the feet the brief times that it was on the feet. And I, Usman is not a better striker than, 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 than I don't think Colby Covington or Jorge Masvidal. Colby Covington just sheer volume. He throws way more volume than Burns. Burns is like a, a low, moderate type of striker. Unless you, you know, especially if you take out the, the um, Woodley fight. Um, but I, I think both of those dudes have better striking than Burns. You know, and, and I, I don't know. I, I A lot of people are, are picking Burns. He's definitely at minus, I think last time I saw he was like plus 250 or something. Uh, Kamaru Usman was like minus 225. That's a huge gap. Go bet on that shit. Go bet on Burns. That's the fucking, that's the bet to make for this fucking card. Easy. Go put a 20-20 on that bitch. Go put a Jackson face down on that motherfucker right now. Uh, because that's that's a hell of a bet. Could Burns win it? For sure. For sure, he could catch. He could catch Usman, um, set up, you know, a, a fight-ending type of sequence where he gets Usman down, and 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 from there it's a wrap. I mean, Usman on his back—we've never seen it, so who knows how that is, you know? And and if Burns can end up on top, maybe from a knockdown, maybe from a reverse, from a sweep, something like that. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, this is a close fight. It's definitely not minus two, uh, you know, plus two twenty-five, minus two. Uh, Plus 250, minus 225 type of territory. Fuck no. Um, They're, you know, they're way undervaluing uh, Burns on this one. So Burns is the the pick to make, but I'm going with Usman via decision. Usman doesn't finish a whole lot of fights. That that uh, Covington one was a rare finish, and that had like 50 seconds left in the fight, in a five-round fight. So that was very close to going to going to the decision too. So I'm taking, uh, I'm taking, put me down. I'm going Usman on that one. Um, what else do we have? I think the co-main event is Alexa Grosso versus Macy Barber. Kind of weird to have for the ma- the co-main event, but this is a dope fight. Really dope fight. Two di- two solid uh, strikers. Way different styles. Macy Barber's like that kind of hybrid, bouncing karate. You know, in and out type of striker, like freestyling off the top of the dome type shit. And Alexa Grasso is that hands to the face, technical boxer with kicks. Not quite a kick boxer, but a boxer with kicks. You know what I mean? She's not really throwing them in combination with her hands too much. And, and, and But she's got good leg kicks. She's got good kicks to the body. Um, but it's mostly real precise boxing. She moves off of angles well. She moves off of her punches to set up angles well. Uh, but she's like a real traditional box. Like if she wasn't in MMA, I'd say she could go into boxing. And I wouldn't be surprised that she did. I mean, she's got a good right hand. This is a tough fight. Macy Barber is, uh, I think the, I think she's the underdog here. She lost her last fight to Roxanne Mataferi, but she blew out her knee halfway through. And that's basically why she lost. Uh, but she's, you know, Four, four finishes in the UFC in five fights. Alexa Grasso's been around for a long time. She's kind of alternating between wins, wins and losses. 
She's got a ton of potential, man. She's got problems on the ground. Macy Barber gets on the ground. She's got problems with the takedowns defense, and she's got problems with getting back up. This is a toss-up fight. I'm picking Macy Barber, the underdog. If Alexa Grasso was the underdog, I'd take her. I'm just going with, with the dog on this one. So I'm going with Macy Barber. Even though she's slight at plus 110, I'm still going to take her. But Alexa Grasso could easily win this fight. She's just got to be her output. She's got to put out more than Macy Barber. She's got to stay active. Macy Barber is more of a higher, you know, when you have these close back and forth nip-tuck fights, the judge is going to go to who looks like they're A, going forward the mo- uh, more, and B, who's throwing more, who looks like they're more busy. That's who's going to win these rounds. So whoever's going to do that is going to win this fight. I'm going to give it to Barber, but that, that, that's a toss-up. That's a toss-up. Uh, Kelvin got another one. Kelvin Gastelum versus Ian Heinish. I have no idea who wins this fight. I mean, you can't show any trust in Gastelum. Um, he, this dude's no-call, no-show. This homie ain't even having his mammy call in uh, sick for him. You know, you ever done that when you were, uh, like, in high school? I used to not want to go to work. I worked at uh, Lucky's, and they become Albertsons. And I wouldn't want to call and talk to my boss, you know? So I'd, I'd have my mammy call in and be like, oh, Chris is so sick, he can't even come to the goddamn phone kind of shit and call out sick for me. I'd be like, yes, and, she, and then I'd go do whatever the fuck I wanted. Kelvin Gastelum, he, he, ain't even, he ain't even calling in. You know, he, no call, no show. You only get, like, what, two of those before you're fired? Maybe three of them, and you're fired, no call, no shows. This motherfucker inexplicably out of nowhere will do that. He'll come off of a great win, and then he'll just not throw anything. You know, for an entire fight. So who knows what you're going to get out of him. Hand speed galore. Uh, that's been what he, you know, basically built a career off of, especially as an undersized middleweight that he is. Ian Heinish, he's, this dude is just, he's not as quick. He's going to be at a huge speed disadvantage here. He's got good wrestling. He's a big, powerful dude. Power in his hands. Power in his kicks. If he catches Gastelum and, you know, he can start something, you know, he could definitely finish this. This started out as like pl- uh, plus 200. Uh, for Ian Heinish as the underdog, it's now been bet down to plus 175 because at plus 200, this dude was a, 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 another a Burns type of lock to put down 20 on. Uh, even at 175, that's still good money. Uh, I'm going I'm gonna go with, I just don't know what I'm going to get out of Gaslam. Ian Heinish, you know, his gas tank is, is suspect. That could cause, uh, you know, cause him some problems. I'm really worried about the hand speed he's going to be able to land. Uh, can he get Gaslam down? But he's got power punches. I can see him landing something big, and I just don't trust Gasolum. I'm going to take Ian Heinish. I'm going to go on decision. Maki Patolo versus Julian Marquez. This is a fucking banger. I'm going Julian Marquez. This dude's got crazy-ass fucking kick. This dude is a fucking dog. Like, he, he's just, he's grimy. He's in crazy fight. He's a, a fucking DMX ad-lib, embodied DMX ad-lib. This dude is the personification of a DMX ad-lib. <laughs> Julian Marquez, TKO round two. Give me that shit. This motherfucker's got heavy kicks, heavy hands. Give me this shit. Jim Miller, Bobby King Green, that motherfucker who got robbed last year. He was going to be 4-0 in 2020, uh, only to be outdone by Kevin Holland. Uh, But he got robbed in his last fight. Uh, I'm a Jim Miller. I mean, what, what? I think I'm not buying into. He's just a little too weathered for me. He's, you know, he, he's. I think he's got the most fights in UFC history. I think this is his 37th fight in the UFC. This dude's been around for so fucking long, 
His hands are just, he used to be a little dog. He used to be a, a fucking firefighter, you know, swinging down the pole and shit. This dude would get into firefights all the time. Quick, short hand combinations. Uh, great grappler, still a great grappler, but his hands are just so slow. If Bobby Green, if he can just keep the consistent output, where he gets beat and loses close decisions because he just gets outworked sometimes. He goes to these stretches where he just kind of moves around and doesn't throw very often and, you know, likes to showboat in there, and he, and, and he gets edged out. And judges don't like that shit. If he can just stay, keep his head straight and, and just be consistent with his output, Bobby Green should win this shit. I'm going to take, he could finish this. He's not a big finisher, though. He, he literally doesn't finish many fights. So I'm going to take decision. Bobby King Green, decision. Uh, Rodolfo Vieira versus Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. Give me uh, Rodolfo Vieira. Give me... Fuck it. Round one, submission. I'm going to go choke of some kind. Maybe arm triangle, variation of a head and arm choke. Maybe a Dars, you know, something, um, uh, Anaconda, something like that. Give me something like that. We're going to go like that. Bala Muhammad versus Diego Lima. Bala Muhammad should be able to take Diego Lima down and, and, and win this fight decision. Pollyanna Viana, uh, Mallory Martin, toss-up fight. I'll go Mallory Martin. I just like her stand-up a little bit more. Andre Yule versus Chris Gutierrez. Fucking banger. This motherfucker, Chris Gutierrez, is, is, is a fucking Civil War surgeon. He's amputating legs left and fucking right. Uh, nasty fucking leg kicks. Has two TKO uh, wins on his record via leg kicks. Beat T- Timur Valiev, uh, who fought last week. You saw that motherfucker. Uh, beat, um, what's that dude's flick, uh, flick, uh, Jeremy Flick, something flick, he just fought a few, a few cards ago, real, real up and comer, uh, up and coming youngster, this dude beat him, Chris Gutierrez beat him with leg kicks, Andre Yule's a long, rangy ass motherfucker, quick hands, a lot like a Michael Johnson type of fighter, but better than Michael Johnson, technically, he gasses heavy though, he gasses real heavy um, midway through like the second round, late second round, definitely third round. I think he's going to get out to an early lead. Here's the problem for, Gu- for, uh, for Ewell. He's got to defend those leg kicks. He's got a wide stance just like Conor McGregor, the same type of thing. A lot of uh, weight on his lead leg. Chris Gutierrez, that shit's going to be – I want to say Ewell is an orthodox fighter. I think Gutierrez, I'm almost positive he's a southpaw. Either way, inside, outside, wherever the leg's coming from, it's going to be a problem for Andre Yule. If he doesn't have an answer for that shit, it's going to be all Gutierrez. But I think Gutierrez is going to have to come back from behind. He's a minus 200 favorite. That's a crazy. At plus 155, Andre Yule's pick right here. This is another great. These picks, I'm telling you, Ian Heinish. Gilbert Burns, Andre Yule. These are, these are good picks. If you're looking for underdogs to make some positive cash on, just want to put a couple bucks on. Uh, I'm picking Gutierrez to win versus decision, but that, that's a lot different than betting on a motherfucking fight. It's not who you, th- you, you Does he have a chance? Is there value? Yes, Andre Yule absolutely has a chance to win this fight. Um, and, and I think he'll... I, I want to pick him because his hand speed, he's, he's more output, but those leg kicks, motherfucker... Conor McGregor looked great. He, he, he was landing shots against Dustin. Don't get it twisted. He was landing shots, but those leg kicks, soon those shots went right out the fucking window. Quickly, quickly. Uh, Ricky Simone versus Brian Kelleher. Sleeper. Sleeper on the early prelims. Don't miss this fight. This is a good fight right here. There's going to be a lot of grappling. Uh, good, good uh, transitions and shit. Give me Ricky Simone via decision. Gabriel Green, Philip Rowe. Banger. Banger, this is the second fight of the night. Don't miss this shit. This will be a little fucking, a little brawl. Give me, give me, at plus, uh, give me the underdog. Give me Philip Rowe. Uh, this, 
No, give me TKO. Give me TKO round two. Jillian Robertson versus uh, Miranda Maverick to open the night. Miranda Maverick is, is, you know, a highly touted up-and-coming youngster. Jillian Robertson, she can pull shit out of her ass. She's excellent grappler. I think she's 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. I'm almost positive she is. Excellent grappler. Um, she just gets overpowered a lot, and her, her striking isn't very good. I'm going to go with Miranda Maverick. She's a big-time wrestler, if I, if I remember correctly. She's got a lot of wrestling in her. She's a great grappler, strong. Uh, I think she's going to be able to overpower Robertson. Give me Miranda Maverick via decision. Boom. Boom. There it is, homies. Boom. There it is. Um, all the, all the, who's giving you all? Who's giving you all the fucking, the, all the way through? Me. That's who. Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank. Damn. So that's, that's, that's what we got for, uh, lined up this weekend. Um, pretty solid card. Pretty solid card. Uh, main event's going to be crazy. I mean, maybe I, I'd like to see if GSP was real serious about coming back and fighting Khabib. Come back and fight fucking Usman if Usman wins, especially if Usman dominates. Usman versus GSP. You know, uh, and that would be like the UFC record for consecutive wins, I think, for Usman tying it. This dude's undefeated in the UFC, 12-0. and 0. He's won 16 in a row. He lost his second professional fight. And hasn't lost since. And won the Ultimate Fighter. And those fights didn't even count. So you're talking, what, uh, at least three fights on that. So, you know, 19 fight, 20 fight, winning streak, something like that. Come on, man. He's just, he's just a beast. He's, he's, he's so powerful. I just, it, it's a lot to overcome for Burns. I know a lot of people think he should be the favorite. That I, I, I'm hearing very few people really, I, I guess there's some people picking Usman. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are expecting a big upset here. So, um, very dope card. Very dope card. What the fuck else do I got for y'all? Um, nah, don't worry. We ain't getting into the, the, the little bro politics on this episode. Well, may, maybe next episode. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to start hitting. I'm going to start, start putting these motherfuckers on, 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 under the spotlight. On the spot. I'm going to start hitting. This, this is, this is uh, uh, fair notice. To, to, to the Whiskey Sick listening extraordinaires. Uh, I might hit you up, Ivanito. Out of nowhere, I'm going to put you on. I'm going to give you your shot. You think this shit is easy? You think this shit uh, is a fucking game? This ain't a game. The WSP ain't a fucking game. It's really real over here, homie. We're going to put you on. I'm just going to let the crickets croak in the, ba- in, in, in the background. Just let, you, just let you go for broke, homie. Let you say what's on your chest. We're gonna hit up. We're gonna hit up Bautista. Don't worry, he's still gonna get it too. I, I, I just, you know, the uh, that that dude's wild. He's he's wild. He's on he's on the uh, team politics shit, and he's team right side, uh, team team uh, Republican, as you probably noticed if you listened to some of the shit. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You you guys can do whatever you want, but um, it's just crazy, man. I've never been into politics my whole life, and then you know, all I just you know. You start really looking into all the all the serious fuckery. I mean, you know that that GameStop shit was just like the tip of the iceberg of all this shit. If that doesn't show you how corrupt the whole system is, it's it's, it's crazy, and it's crazy to me that you know because I, I, I have people on both sides that play both sides. Like their side is the right side, and it's, it blows my fucking mind that these people could think that way. Being on either side, whether you wanted Trump out or not, like okay, he's out, but now look what the fuck we got in there. Like, keep that same energy to hold this same dude, Biden, weekend at Biden's. Hold him as accountable as you did this other dude. But that won't ever happen. 
I mean, you look on CNN, they won't even bring up the fact that he's fucking mentally disabled. This dude's a, a fucking near invalid. It's crazy. They won't even acknowledge that or pretend it's a real thing. His son was out there fucking wilding, bought, paid for. They call him people Russian assets. His son is an actual Russian asset. That's what's crazy. But you'll never get that shit. It's just, you know, listen, I'm not, you know, my bad, homies. We were doing so well. We were doing so well. Listen, this is episode number 25. I'm losing my voice right now, man. I, I, came, I came hard on this one. I, I put my heart, my soul into this shit. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, like I wanted to touch on something. That's why I'm kind of dragging this, uh, this goodbye out a little bit. Um, now that's it, man. That's it. L- listen, leave the people wanting more, right? Isn't that the case? Leave the people wanting more. I'll be back probably next week. I'm gonna get, I'm, uh, you know, I've been good, homies. I've been good on the all week shit. I didn't get on last week. The Super Bowl, uh, some shit came up. I, oh, you know, that's what happened. Last week was my birthday, homies. Yes, I didn't hear shit from any of y'all. Y'all were fucking quiet out there, not wishing a homie motherfucking birthday. I ain't telling y'all how old I am, but still, uh, that's why we weren't on last week. That's the only thing, because I've been trying to get on on Fridays lately, and last Friday was a homie's birthday, so. Um, you know, we got the little, we got the, we got the quadruple champ, the triple quadruple champ. We got the, the new champ, 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 champ on the way in July, at the end of July. We're going to find out next month uh, whether we're going to have, uh, you know, we come in for Valentina, uh, her daughter's uh, title, whether we come in for Nunez's daughter's title. Well, we, we're gonna, we could easily become a, a, a quadruple champ, 115, 125, 135. Fuck it, we'll go in as an under, undersized 145 and we'll take on, uh, you know, Cyborg's daughter. Whatever we got to do if we have a daughter. It's going to go down. We have another son that we got. We got Either way, we're having training partners. We're going to have a whole fight team over here. We're getting a fight team together. Got a couple. I got another homie, Rodney. Shout out to the homie Rodney if he's listening to this shit. Uh, uh, just got married. Homie just got married. Big fucking step. Uh, I know you know what happens after that shit. Little ones come. Little ones come. We got the fight team, Rodney. We got the fight team already coming. We got the future. We the we the like future Pitt or 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 Winkle John and and, and, and Jackson Winkle John. We the next, you, you know, all that shit. We we gonna we gonna be the the, the start it right here in the Thunderdome. We gonna start the fight team. Watch that shit. Uh, but fuck it. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. This is 125 episodes, homie. We a quarter of the way. A quarter of the way to 200. We're going to get there, trust me, and beyond. I ain't going nowhere. You know that. I'll be back. I'll be back when you see me back. You know that I'm back. Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody Hank, and I'm out. Motherfuckers. Staring at the clock with a goddamn minute since I last checked. Is he back yet? Lunches, tactic is a dip, start doing backflips For that bad bitch down on admin Now imagine he could smash it Then I'm fuck stuck sitting next to Catherine She's babbling about damn, damn kids. kids Shut the fuck up, think I had enough of Never getting much love, things gonna change When I hit him with an eight jar complaint They all remain quiet in the hallway when I pass by What up, homie? That's right, stuffy clothes last night Fuck you in my past life Must have been sheens, rubber, look at these All three motherfuckers, mean muggers Clock got cleaned on the blink Wonder how long can I fucking back
background tape Sit the ass down, explain to me how you been late 26 damn times in a month that's rough Ass fucks giving none left, one did you up, let's go Forklift spinning, top down stunting on some OT Nothing done the whole week, lunch up an OG Kush, slowly push, my luck like it's raised Why fuck, gotta take my see me still busting on my day Y'all say I'm laid off when the state calls stay Getting paid, y'all pray that my face stalls out Heavy on the clutch, not enough gas, gotta run fast Got your one last shot for the clip run down Got the window down in the VIN low down Flip a bitch, go round, there it is, slow down Cock a click, goes flat Heads in the clouds, I come back down in five with you Stretch closing and I'm gonna catch up When the going gets rough I'm gonna get fucked I know it's five with you I come back down 